Mangorovata, Tyrone Reptilian's log, stardate 2041.44. I used my electromagnetic brain waves to put her in a coma state. I had to keep her from becoming hysterical. I needed all my energy to figure this out. I picked her up and continued our journey through the Antarctica blizzard. My senses were showing me a pathway in the snow. Then in the pocket of my survival suit, I sensed an electric vibration. I laid her down and pulled out a miniature hologram communicator. I didn't know it was in my pocket. I knew then that the Americans were tracking me all along. I placed it down on the frozen ground next to Aditi. Tyrone, you fool, what are you doing? Where are you going? roared Opa. I spoke to him in reptilian. It was the language he used when communicating. You fucking old man, look what you got us into. If you'd have just picked us up in your space vehicle, we'd be safe and sound by now. Tyrone, Tyrone, don't speak to your Opa like that. I couldn't come for you because I was on the moon base. Calm down and follow your senses. They will lead you to the French base. We have an understanding with them. Why do you treat us like this, Opa? I will scramble the Americans, scanning signals from here. Keep your mind intact. Don't think with your humanness. Use your reptilian brain for once. And just like that, the signal stopped. Opa was always direct and quick. I placed the communicator in my pocket and continued on my way with Aditi in my arms. It was about an hour later. It stopped snowing and the skies were clear. A spacecraft suddenly appeared above us. Welcome, a voice blasted from the craft. We are here to save you. I spoke loudly to the craft in French. Save us from what? From the humans, it replied back in French. Then another spacecraft on a different make and model appeared. A voice from that craft bellowed in reptilian. Take cover, Tyrone! I immediately placed a Didi on the ground and fell on top of her to protect her. The two crafts began firing proton-charged beams at each other. I shielded us by generating an electromagnetic field around us. The firing back and forth was intense, but it appeared the second spacecraft was winning. The first craft cloaked itself and vanished. Then the booming voice from the second craft announced itself in French. We are the French abductees refugees. We are here to help you. Your grandfather sent us an urgent message. Please, take off all of your clothes. Your clothing are tracking devices. I took off all my clothes first. Then I addressed Aditi. Please, prepare yourselves for entry into our craft. We will scan you for security reasons. I picked up Aditi into my arms. She was still in her induced coma state. I felt an electrical sensation. We were being scanned. Then slowly, we were levitated into their craft. Once aboard the craft, we were greeted by a young human male. At least I thought. He looked human and handsome, but his body was emitted in a strange odor they had never smelled before. The fragrance sparked my appetite. I had this strange urge to sense him as food. He smiled at me, but he was golfing at my cock. He spoke to me in French. Please follow me. I will take you to your living quarters. We use the craft as our sanctuary from the world governments. We never know when we have to elude their capture. When we reach our living quarters, he turned to me, still gazing at my cock. You two will be staying in the same quarters? I just nodded my head in the affirmative. We entered the small room that had a bed, dresser, and a hologram intercom system. At one end of the room was a closet. At the other end were shower, feces, receptacles. I placed Aditi on the bed. She was still comatose. I used the blanket on the bed to cover her. When I turned around, our host was directly behind me. His eyes were transfixed on my cock. What's your name? I asked him in French. Zeke. Okay, Zeke. I'm going to take a shower now. I walked over to the shower. What kind of hybrid are you? He asked. I don't know. I'm part human. What kind of hybrid are you? 
We were genetically engineered by Dr. Fernandez. We were designed to perform all his medical duties when he were experimenting on human abductees. Dr. Fernandez is our family physician, I informed him. Dr. Fernandez made us humanoids to appease the human abductees. Why is he abducting humans when the reptilians have an agreement with the humans? We don't know. Our brains are programmed to obey him and no one else. But you obeyed my granddad and came looking for us. Your grandfather is in agreement with our safety and all hybrid safety, those who were propagated by Dr. Fernandez. He crossed over to me and grabbed my penis. I'm very drawn to your groin. It excites me. You want to suck it? I asked. Zeke fell to his knees immediately and began sucking my cock like a baby suckling his mother's breast. I was amazed by how good it felt. I pushed his head deeper down onto my cock until my balls were bouncing off his chin. All the while, my stomach ached for food. Zeke smelled like food. His aroma made me hungry. I ignored the hunger pains and let my body enjoy the sensation of being sexually satisfied. I started to sweat, which was a signal that I was about to come. My whole body trembled. My knees were weakening. The sweat from my hairy body made a pool of sticky cream. I felt Zeke's tonsils rubbing up against the head of my cock. I moaned. I buried Zeke's head into my crotch. He was choking on my semen. The pleasure he was giving me was one I'd never felt before. He forced my hands from his head. He pushed himself from my crotch and vomited all over the floor. He coughed up blood. My thrusting his throat aggravated its lining. I stared down at him. I couldn't shake the thought of eating him. I tried scanning his brain to conclude the reason for my senses of thinking he was food. Get up, clean this mess up while I take a shower, I growled. After I showered, I opened the shower curtain to a spotless clean floor. Zeke had left, and Aditi was waking up from her sleep. I laid in the bed naked next to her naked body. I wrapped her in my arms. Tyrone, where are we? We're safe from the humans and the reptilians. I stared into her pretty brown eyes. I adore you, Aditi. I couldn't live life without you in my life. I kissed her in my passionate veneration for her. We made love. Aditi and I woke up together. We showered together and got dressed with clothing that was left at our room's door. We roamed the spacecraft until we found a room packed with the spacecraft crew. As we entered the room, everyone was eating a meal. Aditi was starving. Zeke came over to us and escorted us to our own table. We sat and was presented with two plates permeated with nourishment. Aditi ate the strange food with gusto. I ate what was on my plate, but my senses kept me in tune with the crew that surrounded us. They were more appetizing than the nourishment. Ty, I'm worried about my parents, Aditi said with a full mouth. They're probably doing fine. Stop worrying, I assured her. I was trying to squash the notion that the whole crew was a meal, but then Aditi got my hunger pains working again. Ty, there's something strange about these people, she started. They're very young. They're all pale like ghosts with blonde hair. And they're also androgynous. Are they hybrids? Yes. They were genetically modified by Dr. Fernandez. Dr. Fernandez? Is that the same doctor that your dads go to? Yes, I said with a smile. When am I going to meet this doctor? She returned the smile. As soon as we get engaged, I kissed her. When Aditi and I finished our strange meal, Zeke walked over to our table. How is everything? He asked. Interesting texture to our meal, I mentioned. What did you feed us? Asked Aditi. It's a concoction of proteins produced by Dr. Fernandez. Since we've spent most of our existence on the spacecraft trafficking abductees, he thinks the high-protein diet will sustain us, Zeke abruptly stated without staring at my bulge. I hardly noticed him, but it was the look on Aditi's face, which told me that he must have stared too many times at it. 
We followed him on our tour of the spacecraft. Their greenhouse compartment was quite interesting. It reminded me of our greenhouse on the ranch. There were strange plants and miniature trees bearing bizarre fruits. He pointed out the odd-looking plants that were used to make protein concoctions. We stopped at their nuclear fusion factory located on the bottom level. We live under the ice all year round, Zeke informed us. So we use the bottom of the craft as our power station to melt the ice. When we need to leave, it generates an electric surge throughout the shielding of the craft, melting the ice around us. We stopped again on the third and last level of the craft. We entered a large room that resembled a gymnasium. This is where you and your lovely girlfriend will spend most of your time. We are waiting to hear what our next mission will be, he explained. What kind of place is this? Aditi asked with her questioning eyes wide open. Fundamental emulations, he smiled. Learning how to fight the enemy, I answered, kissing Aditi to comfort her. I've got to learn how to fight? Fight what enemy? Who are we fighting? She questioned me as she backed away from me. All personnel on craft must be proficient in protecting it, Zeke said matter-of-factly. Ty, I thought we were going to get married and live in Germany to raise a family. I was even anticipating living on Mars with the man I love, she said as she kissed me in desperation, perhaps to change the course of our destiny. I held her at arm's length and looked her in the eyes, beaming images in her mind of our love and what the future held. Aditi, I love you. I adore you. I will die for you. But you knew I was a reptilian-human hybrid bred to colonize Mars. You knew our lives would not be normal, but adventurous and exhilarating. I love that about you. We are one. We will fight to survive, to live out our dreams either here on this planet or on Mars. I passionately kissed her as Zeke watched with eyes of envy. But Ty, who are we fighting? She cried. Tyler told me before he left for his moon mission that his partner Taj uncoded a high-priority text message to his superior, which were orders to eliminate all hybrids on planet and begin the colonization of Mars with those hybrids bred for the mission. Tyler was bred for that mission. For some strange reason, Trey and I were not included in the mission. We don't understand what's going on, but our survival is imminent. The enemy may be both the reptilians and the humans, I surmised as I held her tight in my arms. We were awakened that morning with a knocking at our room's door. I got up to answer it. Aditi and I always slept in the nude, so I callously opened the door, stark naked. Zeke was standing there with a big smell as he stared at my limped cock. Then, as usual, my cock stood up with attention. What is it, Zeke? I asked as I yawned in his face. Your grandfather is on the control room hologram. He wants to speak to you. I followed him to the control room. As I entered the room, the control room personnel noticed my erection. Tyrone, shouted my grandfather's hologram. He spoke to me in German. There's something strange going on in the desert. I've not heard from your brother Trey in months, and my sources tell me that there's war between your brother Trey and the abductees in the Utah desert. I need you to go with these humanoids and investigate the situation. Yes, Opa. I know you will, my son. He smiled as his hologram disappeared. Zeke came over to me and held my hand. We will fight to protect you. I love you, Tyrone. I won't let anyone or anything in this universe harm you, he said as he grabbed my cock and went down on me. I couldn't stop him, nor did I want to. After shooting a monster load in his mouth, he got up and kissed me. I took him by the shoulders and stared into his hazel eyes. Look, Zeke, I love Aditi very much. If you love me, you will protect her from anything or anyone in this universe from harming her. Do that for me, and I will fuck you forever. I returned his kiss by wrapping my tongue around his. Then I bent him over, and surprisingly, I once again had a raging heart on. I fucked Zeke as hard and deep as I could. 
Just before I shot my second monster load, Zeke vomited onto the control room floor. I knew I had his soul in my hands. When I got back to my room, I informed Aditi that we were on a mission to save my brother. I saw the fear in her eyes, and I perceived her feelings of pending doom. I laid with her in my arms and whispered sweet nothings in German. The mood came over me once again, and I made love to her to subdue all her anxieties. After our lovemaking, I passionately whispered in her ear as she slept, Die Heimekrieg has begun, my love. Begun.